It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Before we get to Tyvis' plays, we've officially entered the lunch hour of the yeah. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, and that is a good time to remind the good people out there that the lunch hour of UCSS is sponsored by Calling Companies Championship. Check them out at the famous Firestone Country Club, July 12th through the 16th. Free admission for kids, free tickets every night. You can learn more at colleaguegolf.com. Tyvis, we spent a lot of time this morning digging through the archives for these Delpit plays. Yeah. So let's get to them, and we'll start with the first run stuff that you wanted to point out here. Yeah, Steve. now all of these come, I think, week 17 when they went up against the the, Was- the Washington Commander. I almost called him the Raiders. <laughs> when they went up against the Commanders, this was probably Dale, one of Dale Pitt's best games. So right now we got Dale Pitt right here. They're in cover three. How do I know that? Because I just know, trust me, uh, he's supposed to be a, a, a buzz player on this. So he's outside of number two on the inside shade. Right there, boom. What I like about this is block destruction. He gets his hands in on the wide receiver, throws him inside. As a buzz player, your responsibility is to keep contained on this ball. So he comes in, he attacks his guy. Great block destruction. Gets his hand, gets off the block, runs down the block, makes the tackle. I would like for him to stay outside, but I get why he went inside because that receiver kind of tried to cut him off and he met him there. But he does a great job running it down, making plays. To be a great box player, you got to play this game with your hands. Linebackers right. and safeties have to play the game using their hands. That's how you get off blocks. Right there, it tells me he has violent hands. Boom, he gets the knocks back, throws them to the side. Boom, go out there and make the play. Hey, by the way, just can you throw that back up there? Just watch uh, Jordan Elliott on this play. Oh, my God. Just watch, <laughs> can you watch oh Jordan Elliott. This is not a yeah, well, I just want to show you. He, he, he's right in the middle of the field. He's right over that guard right there on the right-hand side of the field. Okay. Look at this non-awareness. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just ran up the field and it just fell. fell. Out. That's, that's what That you, is pitiful. That, that. Now, Tyvis, going back to Delpit on this play, mm-hmm. should he have stopped, what is it, like there and not gone that last stop? Because he could have... He could have gotten outside without even making contact with the with the offensive player. You, you right? got to be sure in this thing, okay? So he's worried so, that so, that receiver's going out on a play. No, he's worried that that receiver's trying to dig him out. All right, so if this player is ran correctly and the, yeah. and the running back ran it was supposed to go, it was supposed to go back inside in. of where right, Dale right, Pitt right. is. Okay. So that receiver's trying to cut him off so he can create that gap. Right. Which is fine anyway because Dale Pitt's supposed to fit outside anyways. But yeah. Deion Jones, the linebacker, does a great job reading it and closes that gap. So what does a great running back do? Boom, bounce it outside to right. the next gap, and that's what he did. We want them right. to bounce. We don't want that. Yeah, you want true. you want it to go lateral. Don't no, let it no go north, north to south. south. <laughs> He's going to hit his head on the goalpost if you don't get in your gap. Yeah. All right, next play. Mick All right, Nugget. Tavis, you ready for play number two? Yeah. Another run stuff from the same game, but a different version. Tavis, explain it what you see, my man. Will do. All right, so Dale Pitt right here. Again, he's in the box. You know, this is another one of those cover three things where he's a buzz player. He sees the motion. So with the motion comes G New. G New comes in. He's now, he's not tracking it along because they're not in man. He's actually becomes the buzz player. Boom, he fits on that outside. Dale Pitt does a great job. We're looking at the rock bat. Where did he fit? He fits on the inside. We call that a spill technique. Spilling it means that you come on the inside. Reason he's doing that because he knows he sees that other guy coming in motion, knowing that he has G New on the outside, spills it inside, makes the play. 
it's two on one. If he goes outside, G New makes the play. If he comes inside, Dale Pitt makes the play. He right, does right. the right thing, gets the, makes a good tackle. And he avoids. I mean, he avoids the block. But yeah. you're right. He spills it. You got to spill yeah. it. You got to come yeah. inside of it because the the the, right, the, the, the tight end is going to essentially say wherever you go, I'm going to take you wherever you right. go. They, he they, they call that a ro- wrong arm that thing. Yeah. Wrong arm technique. Get inside. But it's great recognition by him to be able to see that tight end on that insert. That's creating another gap right there coming inside. It's good recognition. He got good eyes. Next play. All right, and the last one, Steve. It's the very next video. This is a pass play. There's two different angles. This was an interception. And, Tyvis, this is what you did in your entire career at Ohio State. No one better in the world ever in the history of football at doing this than you. So walk us through what Delpit did here. Okay, so in this one, out of, it, I, strangely, ironically, the Browns did something that they normally don't do. They ran cover two. With number two, you got the linebacker coming in. He's going to always open up to three. What do I mean by three? That means three eligible receivers to that side. Wherever side that is, that linebacker has to carry it. He's a vertical carry. He's supposed to stay underneath. The thing I like about Dale Pitt on this play is he has a landmark. As a, as a cover two safety, your landmark is – pretty much one yard inside of the numbers. You go back, you read the quarterback, you, you tend to weave pedal with the quarterback shoulder. Boom, he hits his landmark, sees the quarterback looking inside, comes, breaks back inside, makes a play on the ball. I know people will say Carson Wentz was a terrible what, throw. What, what the Whatever. hell was he doing? Whatever, doesn't matter about was that. Was it a bad throw? Hell yeah. Was it a bad throw? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was a no throw. Actually, yeah. to be honest with you, Deion Jones yeah, does a heck of a job of being a vertical carry on that, especially on a yeah. wide receiver. But it shows that Dale Pitt has his eyes where he needs them to be. He uh, makes plays on the ball, and that's ultimately what you need to do if you're going to be in that cover two or anywhere in that post safety look. That was All a right. punt. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and punt this out Great. of here. Carson plays. A lot a of people would, uh, some people would drop it. How about that? Yeah, Carson yeah, yeah, still doesn't hey, have a job, by the way. Hey, and, and with stuff right. like that, he won't. You know, I, you can only make the plays you can make. Hey, make the play. No, that's to be honest him. with you, he did more than he needed to because yep. it was Deion Jones's play to make. Mm. He saw that the, the quarterback was looking inside. He yeah. decided to abort mission, make a play on the ball. I mean, I like that. I like I that's li- actually harder than it looks. A lot of people like that looks like it's easy to yeah. hit your landmark at the top of the numbers. Try to make it all the way back out inside and make a pick in the middle of the field. That's that's pretty hard. See, right. that's that's what we like, man. Like, you know, it's one thing to be in your gap. Do your responsibility. But Tyvis, no, every every coach gonna preach. I'm a playmaker. I'm about to say you got to be a that's ball right. Ro- yeah, robot. Plays. That's because that's not his play to make. Like yeah, I say, his right. play is anything from the hash to the outside. That's your play to make. For him to make it in the middle of the field, he's going above. I see, and he's trying to be a playmaker. That's being a ball player. By the way, on a completely unrelated note, breaking news from the world of wrestling: legendary wrestler, the Iron Sheik, has died. The age wow. of 82. Remember really? the Iron Sheik? Come on, man. The Iron Sheik is uh he was a he's a legend. He's the he's he's a first ballot hall, hall oh, of famer. Yeah. No doubt, yeah. no doubt. Go ahead, Mikey. All right, we have one more topic that we can't hold because Tyvis is here, and that mm. also has to do with Brown's defensive backs. Not safeties, though, this one's cornerbacks. PFF mm-hmm. released its list of the top thirty cornerbacks entering the twenty twenty three season. Two Browns landed on it. We're going to go through the full list real quick. So don't interrupt. I'm going to go 1 through 30. We're going to interrupt. Then we're going to figure out <laughs> where the Browns trio of Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, and Martin Emerson rank among the best trios of cornerbacks in the league. So according to PFF, here are their cornerback rankings heading into 2023. That's crazy. Sauce Gardner, Sauce number, Gardner at number one. Jalen Ramsey at two. Darius awesome. Slay at the, three. The fact Patrick that PS2 at four is, is sacrilege. He's number one. I couldn't get through two names without you guys. Uh, we, both PS, said we were going to do it. Incredible. I, we, PS2 is you. the best corner in the league, and it's, that's crazy that he's number four. But go but, ahead. 
You'd, if you're starting a team from scratch, you're taking Sauce Gardner. I'm taking PS2. Well, he's a lot older. PS2 he? is one year older. No, he's one All year right. older. Yeah. I'm lost on that one. And Jair Alexander at five. Six through ten here, Steve. We have Stephon Gilmore, Marshawn Lattimore, Tyvis' old teammate at seven. Tra- uh, Trayvon Diggs at eight. J.C. Horn at nine. Jamel Dean at ten. Eleven. Traverius Ward in San Francisco. A.J. Terrell at twelve. James Bradbury, thirteen. The first Brown, Denzel Ward, comes in at number 14. And Tredavious White at 15. Number 16 is Tariq Woolen, the NFC Defensive Rookie of the Year last year. Xavier Howard at 17. Awuzie at 18. Sean Murphy Bunting at 19. Marlon Humphrey at 20. We'll keep it moving. You have DJ Reed, Mike Hilton, Teron Johnson, Trent McDuffie, Tyson Campbell of Jacksonville, 21 through 25. And to round out PFF's list, you have Legereus Sneed, Greg Newsom at 27. Nate Hobbs, Carlton Davis, and Darius Williams. So anything jump out from that list from you guys before we talk about the best trios in football? Where's Martin Emerson at? There's not an honorable mentions list, but I would assume he would be in the honorable mentions Is he a top category. 30 corner? To me, he's better than Newsom. Is Newsom a top 30, <laughs> 30 corner? Wow. <laughs> to me, I, I, like, I, listen, for me, I like, I like the fact that Newsom or Emerson is more physical. He's bigger. He plays more aggressive. Uh, he has longer arms. Uh, he has, like, he don't get beat deep. And every t- if he do get beat, he's always by the ball. He don't, neither one of them really have, like, got picks. So if you ask me as far as a corner, I, I like big corners versus small corners. I mean, am I, am I crazy? Do you like corn? Do you like big corners or do you like corners that can play anywhere, can match his man anywhere he's at on the field? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Because that would get you paid. You want a number one corner, you got you want him to check the number one guy, whether he's inside or outside, right? Because if he because if you got Martin Emerson, a guy who and his guy says, you know what, I'm going in the slot this 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 play, and Martin's like, I, I don't, I, I can't do the slot. So well, now I'm, he's forced to be on the outside. Then that's a problem. I'm, I'm right? just saying. Well, I'm just no. I'm just asking you. I'm, if, if I would like, I like, I like good ball players. Whether you because I mean, I'm with outside. you. Personally, I like Martin Emerson a lot more too, but. Off for the list purposes, I mean, G knew is more valuable because he goes inside and outside. Well, if you ask, and, I would and say, no, and, to, and people out there, that's it's very, it's a different world playing yeah. that nickel. Don't, yeah. it's yeah. not like you could just say go in there and play man on that guy. It, it's the not, Browns it don't, don't roll have, like that. <laughs> the, the, let's not get crazy. The Browns don't have the best cornerback trio in the league. No, I didn't say they did. Right, <laughs> they don't. I don't know why anybody would think they do. You don't have like they don't have. They up there. Don't get me wrong. Right, but they up there. The I ca- would. You said before the show the Cowboys. Are the better. Dallas is number one. But I'll give you a few. The Jets are better. I don't know who they nickel is. That's the problem. Their nickel is uh, I think it's Michael Carter, isn't it? They have two Michael Carters, a running back. Right. And See, I don't. Team. I'm not hip. See, I know Sauce and I know DJ. I know DJ because I play. has got DJ. a better trio. Who is their nickel? I know Darius Slay and I know James Bradbury. Uh, does it even matter? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it matters. Yes. 
Yes, it does. Who's their? Who's their uh, I looked it up and I don't. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I might the like, Eagles. See, but with Dallas, I can. Who's I the can, Eagles slot corner? Yeah, who is this? Avante Maddox? Oh, he's, he's yeah, good too. I like him. He's I like good. the. 49ers. What about Denver? I like the. Your 49ers. guy is on, your guy. You guys says the best corner in the league. PS two. Okay, but who's the other? Who is they his got um. Kwan Williams. He was a former Niner, right? He played for the Niners. Yeah, he's a good player. That's my boy too. KK is like, uh, he like. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just saying, who's the? I need to know who's the corner. Who's the opposite corner? Because I don't know who it is. I know KK like that. That's my boy. We like this. Miami, all right too. Miami don't got a nickel. That's their problem. Miami, all right. Jacksonville's got Tyson Campbell and Darius Williams. I don't know who Darius is. That the dude from the Rams? He ain't, they got to prove it. They got to prove it longer. See, I don't know who Cater Kahu is. Cater Kahu of the great Kahu. I don't family. know who that is. is that I, I know the other two, but well, I don't know who that is. That conversation's <laughs> a little silly because, like, we don't. We're not going to know other team secondaries. I know, depth, like we know the. Browns. Oh, I know Dallas's. Okay. Gilly Diggs and J. Lou and Nickel. That's yeah. that's they like that. the Browns. Have that is, they like that. To me, you can't yeah. have like. Deron Bland is the not Browns, is, is, the Browns have, is Denzel Ward a top 10 corner in the league? Probably not. He was 14 on PFF. Is he list. a top 10? I don't think Let me see is. that. Let me see that list. Probably not. Let me see who they got in front of them. You can't right, have the so best cornerback trio if you five, don't have the top 10 corner. We'll, we'll skip the top five because those those five are definitely yeah, five right. in at least the top 10 if you want to say so. Okay. So this is six through 10 here. Stephon Gilmore, Tybus, if you want to yeah, go one better on than one. Any of those guys, is he? But he he, nah. he makes an argument for nine and ten, and only. And, but I like J.C. Horn going to be really good JC in this league. Really he good. just can't he just can't stay healthy. He's, he's been hurt. But nine and ten, he, I can really I can hear if that if that's the case. If he's at nine and we say he's well, really who good. Who else you got? Give me eleven. Denzel's hurt too, so nine and ten. Not your Traverius Ward is really good. Yeah, yeah. what you mean? James, so James Bradbury, Bradbury was all pro. So yeah. Tre'Davious White, A.J. Terrell is really like that too. You, you the can, Browns, you can Trayvon Tre'Davious White is really. I watched him in person strap somebody. And, and you can you can make an <laughs> argument that he probably be, need to be about seventeen. I don't know about that. that the Browns have a good secondary, solid, good cornerback trio. But I not think I think good. that Denzel yeah. didn't play. He didn't have a great year last year, but no. the year before that, before he signed, he had an amazing year to me. Yeah, I thought a couple of years I think ago last he year was he didn't a top have a ten year. corner, yeah. but he's dropped off. That. Which is, but and I just had, happens every year. You know what? I just had this argument with with somebody actually. Yeah. It's funny that this comes up. He was saying Denzel Ward is trash. He ain't like That's that no silly. more. And I That's said, silly. I said, he said ever since Denzel got paid, he ain't been good. Well, it's been I, one it's year. It's been one year. That's yeah. why I said it's been one year. So basically, what you telling me is. Xavier Howard is trash. You telling me Jalen Ramsey is trash. You telling me I went. It's just a whole bunch of yeah. corners I listed. All basically, I went through the highest paid corners in the league. Yeah, none of them was all pro last year, except for I think Jair right. Alexander was second team, maybe. So it, you're telling me that Denzel is trash, but all these other guys that got paid also wasn't first or second team all pro. So therefore. You can't really say that. They, it's a, corner position is an up and down year, and the reason that's true. the reason that Sherman gets so mad when we talk about this is because he claims that he was just, every year, year in and year out, he always was at the top of his game and he never fell off. And they let these corn, they get these corners that get all this hundred hundred million. Right. They get paid and they be having these up and down years. That's true. And I'm like, it he is, right. He right is, about that. It's a position where it feels like every year there's a new best guy. Yeah. Right. It was your guy, and then now this year it's Sauce Gardner, and then next year it'll no, be somebody else. It's PS two. Whatever. But like I'm saying, Sauce Gardner is second though. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. PS two is the best. The point is, the is at this moment to say to say Denzel Ward is trash is stupid. 
But at this moment, I don't think he's a top 10 corner. Doesn't mean he can't be this year. I think he got it. Going into the season, I don't think anybody would put him as a top what 10 What I would corner. say is he has all the ability and intangibles to be that. He Agreed. has to do it. Right. He, he just it. has he to didn't do it. do it last he year. He didn't do it last year. He has to do it right. this year. But it's the, not saying that he can't be. He can't. He has all the skill set to be. He got to do it. The Browns I, have. And they, if they want to be good this year with that pass rush, he yeah. should be that. The Browns could have three corners in the top 30, 35 corners in the league. I agree. I think that's possible. I agree. And which makes them a really good secondary. But there's some teams that have, you know, guy, like you can't, you can't be the best to me if your best guy's not top 10 right now. Yeah, you, you for me. Unless you, unless you got something. That's you, not you, true. Unless so, your corner okay. is my opinion. Unless so your corner so is 12, they, 13, if, and 14. What if three of them was 11, 12, and 13? Okay, well, that, that's <laughs> yeah. the exception. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not finding, the case. Like, the one little caveat to something you say. Yeah, I mean, if you, had, if, you had three in the, if you had three at 11, 12, 13, okay, but that's not the case. So, <laughs> Well, you can't say what you, you got to. Like, right, like uh, Jay Crawford. Unique, if Jay Crawford has taught me anything, yeah. you have to make sure you word it correctly. Jay loves messing. You can't say all. He you loves can't that. say no. most. You got to say most. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this. Some. I need them. I need them to make. If you want to be up there, you got to make plays. Yeah. I, I need. They I don't need, make well, with, the, with the second, with the D line that they have, it should be inexcusable. Greg, Greg that, Newsom, I'm waiting for that first pick, big man, homie. Me too. Make sure you keep that ball and like put a it in. Homie. It's like, shrine. It. This is. Uh, you can't call. You can't call him a little homie. <laughs> you can't call. Him a, <laughs> you got. You, you got, can't call he, like somebody. That's like if I come up to Tyve and say, "Hey, what's up, little homie?" He got. He got to fight. Like he got. If it's Especially if it's you know, the people, he got to fight. Like, remember that? Remember that wide receiver? I can't remember his name. There was the Browns had this wide receiver, the tiniest guy I've ever seen in my life. Jojo Natson. Nah, it was longer ago. Oh man, oh. he showed up at the radio station once. I thought it was some high school kid. I didn't realize he was a wide receiver <laughs> on the Browns. And I can't. He was with them for like two, three years. He he really didn't do what, that. What I, year? How long ago? I want to say like somewhere in the fourteen to eighteen. Yeah, years. he was there. Like he, uh, the names but, on the tip of my tongue, I can't think of. But he you, was like. He must have been like the five, first round. Nine. Was the first round pick? No, he wasn't a first round. Yeah. pick. from Baylor. Uh, Corey Coleman. Corey Coleman. Oh, Corey Coleman. Josh he Gordon. wasn't good either. Well, he was like Corey five, Coleman was uh, trash. That guy's trash. <laughs> wow. See, it's, it's a certain it's catchphrases. Like people get mad. Like here's 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 three catchphrases that people yeah. might want to go in your mouth for. If you call somebody a little homie, but we but but, but the other word is. If you in the, in the streets, it's, it's little something else. But it's yeah. you know what I'm getting at. It's yeah. little homie. You can't say that. I know. You, fight. I know what you, yeah, 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 yeah. But you can't say that. No. And then if you say, "Oh, bro, you trash," they'd be like, "Trash." That, that is very fight word. It, trash. It, it, explain <laughs> trash, dog. Like, 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 or you call somebody trash. Or, or, it's, it's or, or if you say like, if you would. Uh, like if you said you were gonna do something like Tupac said he did to Biggie's wife, that would be uh, that you got to fight against that. You have to fight. It was oh, that was his wife. Right? That was at the yeah. time. See, he's talking about how I start off. Yeah, that's, that's how I start. That's why. Like, he, he, like <laughs> if, that's why you should never be in clubs and don't give him the Willie McGinnis treatment. Like you can't. <laughs> no, not Andrew. Did that, did that story ever come out about Willie? Why he did that? I I, I was looking for. I it. wait. No, that I like. I need to know why Willie. Because why would he break? Decided me? to risk it all. Like like, it. like you can't like you can't nah. beat the brakes off somebody like that. Like he they got the and I never understood the word beating the brakes off somebody. Like what is this? Do your brake pads come off? Like that is actually and it's a very you overused. Uh, or why phrase. Would, why would you why would you say lukewarm? instead of like Mark warm or John warm. Oh, I know oh. what I wanted to say while we on the topic of talking about, you know, these DBs. Um, 
the one interesting thing that I seen yesterday was this Denzel is actually getting practice with being in the slot because because yeah. you know, Jim Schwartz is on the I'm gonna let you y'all gonna cover you do everything. Guy. So it was interesting because him and G knew while they was doing special teams him and G knew was all to the side with the with the DB coach and they were working on stacks and bunches and Denzel was trying to figure out, you know, where do I fit in the run game? You know, if it's in the passing game, who do I take on stacks and bunches? How are we going to work that? You know, every it's universal rules with that. So that'll be an easy pickup. But I thought him learning that was interesting and him learning the run responsibilities is interesting because last year it was a couple of games where it was not just him. I think it was a bunch of guys in the secondary who misfit gaps because obviously corners is not really involved in the run game like that much until these offenses make them be a part Sauce of Sauce Gardner is in the run right. game. So they, they make you they, they it's a number one formation is if you see bunch formation and it's tight to the line of scrimmage. Crack. You see it's crunch to the bunch, meaning you, that everybody going to block down the running back going outside you should know and that. it's the corner. Why if the corner want to hit, he going to make the tackle. Why if he you? misses, it's a good 10 yard game every Come time. On. Come on, don't make crunch no, to the bunch is what it's make, called. Don't make no business decisions. The defensive end supposed to be alert. You know they coming out if there. It, if you see three, if you see a bunch and they next to the tackle, you know what time. And they on the As opposite. A DB, you and know they, what it is. And it's on the opposite hash. Just get you ready. You know what it is. Listen, don't even back up. You get about seven yards off. Don't take no steps back. Bite down on that mouthpiece and oh. get ready to come up. I said mouthpiece. <laughs> so it's what's what it called. It's called a mouthpiece. Bite on your mouthpiece and come up and make the tackle. Front foot forward. Near shoulder hit. Boom. Keep everything inside. If you miss, at least it'll be leveraged and he'll come inside and you got linebackers flowing to the ball. McNuggets and bite I miss playing the game. McNuggets boy. bite down on that mouthpiece over there and get out this read. By the <laughs> way, one question for Tyler. By the way, one of these days we got to play a game of Former Brown skill position player or auto mechanic or something like that. We'll do that. We'll add it to the list. Tyus, I do have a question for you to put a bow tie on this topic. Then we'll talk a little baseball and pivot. But last season, the trio of Ward, Newsom, and Emerson had three combined interceptions. Yeah. Right now, give me a number. Those three combined, how many picks in 2023? Oh, all three of them together? Combined. You know what? I'm going to go lucky number seven. I want them to have ten. Lucky number seven. Seven? I think I think a lot of picks is gonna come from the safety. I think Thornhill's gonna get you. He's gonna get you four to five, and I think Delp is gonna get you about. Three. I can't believe you chatted with Thornhill and didn't uh, bring me up with him. That's messed up. We were talking. It was I was in the middle of a beef between him and Marquise Goodwin. Oh, tell me about that. Well, it, it's a friendly chatter. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, Juan Thornhill is the trash talker for the defense. Marquise is the trash talker yeah. for the offense. So they was going back and forth on that and uh, <laughs> they was talking about and you played with Marquise. Yeah, I played with Marquise 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 had ran a deep route and Thornhill was saying <laughs> he was saying like don't worry. I can keep up with you because I checked cheetah. So I'm good. You ain't you ain't that much faster than him and stuff like that. So yeah. they was chirping about that. He was basically telling him in all seriousness. I appreciate you for challenging me like that and helping yeah. me up my game. So it was, Is it was Marquise a faster than Tyreek Hill. It, it is at uh, this point. It's to be determined. I don't know. No, I, would, I wouldn't I think so. I don't know. No. They're older than Mark than Tyree kill. They've literally they've had older. beef about this on Twitter. Oh. They've been wanting to race because Marquise is on the whole like bro. I'm on Olympia like 
If you want to line it up, let's line yeah. it up. Type so then they should do it already. Let's I think go. they should, but you know, it, time is of the. It's, mm. it's nothing like the present. You That's know? right. You got six weeks off after this week. So all right, guys, let's switch it up. Talk some baseball. Yesterday again, the Guardians with another close loss. They yeah. they've been terrible in these. What is their record overall in the one run games? Do you know it offhand, Mike? I know they've lost seventeen. Well, that doesn't tell us anything. What kind of stat is that? Well, they've lost thirty something games and. Half of them was one. I mean, but they but have they won twenty or they won ten? That's a big difference. I was just saying I don't know the number off the top of my head. I just know they've lost seventeen. So you have dropped the ball as producer today. I'll get it. I'll I'll get the staff. But no, it's seventeen one one run lost games, which is the most in Major League Baseball. All right, I'll find how many they've won. But again, if they're twenty and seventeen one run games, it's not that bad. I will find ten and seventeen. It's terrible. I will find the other half of that equation. But as you alluded to, they have been terrible in close games, and to lose seventeen of their thirty. 31 losses, 33 losses. It's over 50% have been one-run games. They blew a lead again. They had a 2-0 lead. Uh, Bieber got in trouble in the sixth. Uh, and then in the eighth inning, they had De Los Santos in there, and, and he just got he been getting hit up. lately. <laughs> he been getting touched. <laughs> yeah. He been getting hit touched lately. He gave up some hits a, a couple weeks ago. I got a question for you. Two boy. hits, two walks, faced four batters, didn't get anybody out. I got, a, I got a question that's unrelated to the game from yesterday. Yeah. Dude, could you consider McKenzie as an ace if he continues to play the way he – Do I consider who an ace? McKenzie. Uh, no, not yet, but I think he has the potential to be an ace. So, yes. if they – because obviously they, the Bieber trade is starting to heat up. If they get rid of Bieber, who would you consider the ace of this team? I mean, he'd be your number one starter. Okay. You know, not every team has an ace necessarily. Okay. I mean, like everybody's got – got to have a number one – you know, so like he'd be your number one starter. It, if you were – if you traded Bieber and you started a playoff series, you'd go with McKenzie in game mm. one. But but not every team has an ace. There are not 32 aces in baseball. Some teams have more than one ace, but many teams have none. Uh, Tristan McKenzie has to – show greatness for more time. Like, he was really, really good last year. He was excellent. Yeah. And and he was excellent in his first start coming off the injured list. Um, when was it? Saturday? Sunday? Friday? I can't remember the day now. Sunday, I think. Was it Sunday that McKenzie pitched? McKenzie pitched Sunday, correct. Right. Um, if he pitches like he did last year for the rest of the season, two years in, then I'm ready to call him an ace going into year three. But yeah. he's got to do it for two years so, at least. So who would, you, who would you say is number two then? Behind him? Yeah. Bybee Allen. I would say, I mean, at the moment, if Bieber were gone, yeah. and you asked me, okay, I got to play a playoff series tomorrow, <laughs> yep. what's your starting rotation? I'd pitch Tristan McKenzie in game one, I'd pitch, I'd pitch Bybee in game two, and I'd pitch Logan Allen in game three. Okay. The problem is, those guys have barely pitched in the majors. That's what That's I was a, about to say. <laughs> now, there's a lot of talent. Tristan McKenzie is a through-the-roof talent. Yeah. So is Tanner Bybee. Logan Allen, not quite as talented as those two guys, but still good. Um, but is a lot of inexperience. I mean, McKenzie did get some playoff experience last year. Obviously, the other two guys don't have any. Uh, Bieber pitched pretty well yesterday. <laughs> Look at him. What, 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 what is wrong with what? you? What are you shaking your head about? Man, just, you don't want them to trade Bieber? What is Bieber? wrong with you? Man, it's just, bro, like, man, it, it, like, it gets tiring. It's just tiring when you talk about their philosophy, man. Like, Either y'all going to – like, at least, you, at least you'll say it, bro. But, like, I think the Indians is like a shelter. It's a self safe haven where people can go – just go in a corner and, and just enjoy life. Like, like, there's no expectations. There's none of that. Like, obviously, if you have young players, they're better than what you have now. 
I'm tired of seeing old bums play and every single week is oh well, well it's still early. It's still no, they're not contending. This is what it is. They have no sticks. They lose run run games and at least before you can hang your hat on the fact that they had a top flight pitching staff. They don't even have really have a top flight pitching staff. They got one or two guys as you just stated uh, Allen. Uh, you know, they, they keep talking about Gavin Williams gets more run in people's, you know, in, in people's vocabulary than the dudes they got up here now. The, like the police stacks and well, Savalis and the, and the Quantrills. I, I agree with some of what you're saying. Not all of it. I mean, some guys, you know, it does take time to be ready. Now, Bo Naylor's ready. He should be playing. We got to stop using Ahmed Reserve. I, and I'm, I've said this five times. I don't know what they're doing. I don't understand why Bo Naylor's not in the majors. And they yes, put him on. They put him on a roster I, last year for the playoffs. The, the Guardians do often get a pass from fans and media because they have ultimately had a lot of success. Now they haven't won a championship, and that's all that matters in the end. It's been the best organization. It's been the most consistently relevant organization. But they do get a pass when they have. A lot of people give them a pass for their shitty payroll <laughs> and for not calling guys up to the majors because. We have a lot of respect for the guys who run the Guardians. Their front office is excellent, and their manager is excellent. So some people are afraid to criticize. I'm not. Uh, I'll criticize Frank Kona when it's due. The Guardians screwed up. They should have used some of their prospect depth to trade for a catcher. They didn't do it. The Zanino contract is a disaster. A disaster strong because it's a one-year deal. The Josh Bell contract is really bad. They're not hit, and, and, and the criticism is fair. Now, Gavin Williams... The guy's still really young. He's got to pitch a lot. I, I'm okay with him not being up yet. I'm cool with that. But the rest, there's no excuse for Bo Naylor being in the minors. There's no excuse for this glut of minor league talent and you don't not allowing them. you to trade for quality <laughs> veterans. That's what I get. Their you... power is embarrassingly bad. You, they're, they're, they are a contender only because the division is so Thank awful. You. Thank you. But is it, are they really, like, we give them so much credit for being the farm system and they're the best yeah. run, but ask yourself who in the playoffs have they really, really, <laughs> really beat? Uh, well, they did. I mean, in 2016, but since that, then, no. okay, since 16, who have like, like Nothing since 16, they haven't beat like in, in this and I, and I could I mean, beat Tampa Bay last year. Tampa okay. Bay's a good team. That, okay. You know, that was good, but that's it since 2016. That, that's it. <laughs> So my yeah. thing is, I can I can talk myself into feeling good about being in contention. They're always in contention. They're here. Baseball, anything can happen. Well, actually, no, not in like no, that's not actually factual. Like with this amount of of non hitters on a yeah, roster, they can't win. They're not. It they has never win. happened they're in not, baseball. They're not going to win in the playoffs the way they're currently constituted. Their pitching is not good. It's good. <laughs> it's not good enough to overcome how bad the hitting is. They won't win. They're not winning anything this year. They could win the division. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if they do, but they'll very likely lose early in the playoffs because they're just not a very good team. That, that's it. Whoever wins the Central is likely to go out in the first round because they're not very good. Now, could they get aggressive, make some big trades? You're talking about getting Otani. No. They're not going to get Otani. <laughs> that's not even time. worth discussing. Not even out here. Uh, I mean, look at this. So the Twins are in first place. They're one game over 500. I mean, it's just disgusting. It's it's because we go, the Guardians are not a good baseball team. It's, it's that simple. No, no, no. I mean, wait, Nuggets you, talked you, about Lindor, right? You said you said Lindor is having. Well, a, uh, can we save Lindor for one sec? I just got a question before yeah. we get to Lindor because it plays off what he just said. 
how is one division of baseball so bad? Like, how is it that at any point in any season, five teams in the same division are all just bad at once? Well, it's once? not just that division. It's the National League Central, too. And the reason it's so noticeable But the National is, League has two teams at least five games over 500. Yeah, but they're not – the national. It's, it's a bad division also. Not I'm, quite I'm not as bad as the American League Central, but in general, how, And you can even keep the NFL Well, this Central is why it's more noticeable this year is, is because they changed the schedule this year to a balanced schedule. So the Guardians and the Twins don't get to play the Royals and the Tigers 18 times. They only play them 12 times. That's a big difference. That's 12 games that they're playing a better opponent. You know, and so now that it's balanced, you're seeing the dominant. Now, in general, the East Coast and West Coast teams spend more and have higher payrolls than mm-hmm. the, than the the teams in you know in the Central divisions. Uh, but even the teams in the Central that tr- have spent money over the years, like the White Sox, the Cubs, the Cardinals, and uh, Brewers, and, a little bit. Well, the Brewers, not real, not like those other teams. Well, the Cubs and Cardinals have spent, and the Tigers spent. But right now the Cubs are, are, you know, their payroll's okay, but they're not very good. They're they've been rebuilding. They suck. <clears throat> the Cardinals having a bad season, and they got they don't have a lot of pitching. The Tigers are in the middle of like a f- eight year rebuild, and so and the White Sox have spent, but they're just they just have I, I can't explain with that team. They have bad defense and bad chemistry, and it just hasn't worked out with all these young players they have. Now they're going to sell again and start over again. So. You know, the Twins have committed to spending money. They've spent a lot of money here, but they're not that good either. So I guess I guess that's that's the thing. And, and, and let's be clear. That is a, a very sound business practice. It, and I think sometimes people don't look at it like this. I really believe that these teams, especially in Major League Baseball, they look at this as a business. They don't look at it as our main objective is to win. They, they'll, they'll put some stuff forward. If all <laughs> conditions are equal, if if, if we got a, a, a season we didn't think we have, we'll put something behind. Yeah. If we get hot, we'll put a little something on, on, on the books. But no, Jitter- Dolan is not committed to winning. Yeah, yeah no, he he's is not, not committed to winning. He's not all in on winning. Uh, they obviously every team wants to win. Every yes. owner wants to win, but not at any price. Like he's not. That's that's not what. No, there's no reason that the Guardians shouldn't have fifty million dollars more in their payroll minimum. It's fifty million dollars. And think about how much better they'd be if they'd have fifty million more in the payroll. I looked and, and I had to go back yesterday. We was with Jason Lloyd. I had to go back and look, and, and, and I crushed them a couple of years ago. But you go back and look at how many home runs these guys hit. I mean, these guys yeah. are just these, these. These aren't like all stars or anything. Guys were hit twenty some home runs. We talked about it before the season started. While we, you know, before we started the show, they said people in the Mets is, is going crazy. Lindor is looking terrible. Yeah, Bull was like he got eleven home runs. I said, oh my goodness, <laughs> like we would kill for eleven home yeah, runs. Yeah, as bad a year as Lindor's having, he's not having a good year. He's still got more home runs than anybody on the Guardians. That's, That's crazy. <laughs> like, the standards are different. The New York standard versus standards in mid It's not just that. I mean, Lindor is, besides the home runs, having a bad year. But still, like, the Guardians lineup, in terms of power, is historically bad. Yeah, that's bad. And this is bad. 214? Lindor's never been a 300-plus hitter. Like, no, that's terrible. And an OPS of 703 is not good. That's that's below but, average. By looking at his RPIs and home runs, I'm like, okay. He's getting getting booed. Booed. He's getting I was looking at that too. Like, that ain't bad. Gee, just so you know, he is getting booed on a nightly basis in New York right now.
right now. Yeah. You know, Despite you know, 11 home runs, 42 RBIs, he is getting booed on a nightly yeah, basis. He's not doing enough. He's getting paid to be a superstar. Not, right. You know, like, and that's the thing. The more you get paid, the higher the expectations are. New York fans don't put up with that do nonsense. You've you you got to be great or it's unacceptable. Do you think he's We're too often okay with mediocrity in this is town, and I hate that. By that. What's that? You think he's bothered by the ball? No, because he's got his paycheck. What does he care? <laughs> Somebody told me when, hey, when yeah. it's the first and the fifth. You never know. You, you know, you nobody likes getting booed. I just say, I, you know, know. people I, I, say that all the time. Like he's right. getting paid. But all no, it, yeah, it still bothers you. I'm sure it bothers you, but and and and, and you know, I, and I hate to keep going back to this. I just got in the time machine the other day. I went back and um, was watching the old school Indians, right? And I was watching them. Um, back in the, the nine, I watched from '94, because people forget to strike. '94 was an they exciting year. Team. They were having yeah. a great year. '94, '95, '96, '97, '98. I watched those games and I got goosebumps, bro. Just the level of excitement, like when I, you know the Guardians have got rid of those top seats up there in the, in the, mm-hmm. in the uh, nosebleeds. I mean, when you talk about those comebacks. And you talk about these guys, like like I'm seeing multiple home runs where you you come up. Jim Tomey hit a home run. Then Albert Bella hit a home run. Then Manny Ramirez hit a home run. Then Sandy Alomar hit. You're like, man, we can't. We don't got one of those guys. And I and I think it's, it's tough because they fight against that that era so much because people like and I'm just a, a casual guy. Yeah. But there are people that that cling on to that one moment in time like it's their last dream. And it's tough because the Cleveland Indians at one point in time were feared. You didn't want to like it. You didn't want to play the lineup was feared. The lineup was just devastating like and and they were fun to watch and now it's almost been watered down to a point where it's almost like we 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 clawing and trying to find something cool to talk about. We trying. Mm-hmm. Do we got like they were like, hey, hey, do we have do we have an ace? 90, 1997, Tommy hit forty. David Justice thirty three. Matt Williams hit thirty two home runs that year. Sheesh. Manny hit twenty six. Come on, man. Uh, Sandy Alomar hit twenty one. Stop, boy. <laughs> then Brian Giles with seventeen. Marquise Grissom hit 12, Tina, uh, Tony Fernandez hit 11. The only starter that didn't have double digits was Omar Vizquel, who was a great fielder and a great base runner and a really good hitter. Yeah, I mean, you know. And, and that was a nondescript those, team. That wasn't the best of the best during that time period. And look at how many home runs they had. Well, they did go to the World Series in 97. Jeez. In the 95 team, <laughs> 95, <laughs> Albert Bell hit 50, oh. Manny 31, Tommy 25, Eddie Jeez, Murray hit 21, man. Carlos Beltran had 15. And their guys with no power were Vizquel, Kenny Lofton, and Tony Pena, who were all elite defenders. Gold gloves. Sandy Alomar hit 10, so they combined for 15 home runs from the catching position. Kenny Lofton was a great hitter. Vizquel was a really good hitter. 30-plus bases great, stolen. You know, Lofton stole 54 bases, and Vizquel stole 29. Yeah, listen, I mean, it, it, it's most teams compared to those teams are not very good. But this Guardians team is, they were bad power-wise last year. They got on base at a tremendous rate. This year, they're not getting on base. Their powers, I thought, would be better. I was wrong. I thought Josh Bell was going to have a good year. I was wrong. He's been a little better lately, but he's overall been bad. Who's the, who, what's the lead in home run hitter on? I think Naylor. Naylor. What, Eight. Yeah, he, we ain't even cracked up with him. <laughs> that 11 look good. <laughs> yeah, 11 <laughs> look solid.
solid. We'd be up three more games. He's got, he, so he is he even on pace for twenty? God. He's on pace for twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. So like your leading home run hitter is on pace for twenty one. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Naylor's going to hit twenty home runs. I'm By the not way, fifty four players currently have nine or more home runs. Fifty four. Fifty four players. So Naylor is tied for fifty five, fifty fifth place in home this runs. Is, this is sad. And I bet you could find guys with right now with eight, nine home runs who have only played like 30 games. Paul DeYoung of St. Louis is 34 games. Who? Yeah. Francisco Alvarez of the Mets, 39. He's a great player. They should be playing him every day. Will Smith, 42. Another catcher. Get jiggy with it. Will Smith's everyday player. He was and on the Evan, Evan Longoria, 32 games, eight home runs. He has eight home runs, Longoria? 32 games, stinks. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no excuse. This is embarrassing. Got, I mean, this is embarrassing how many guys you have with under five home runs. And the, and the Rays got a guy with like 20, right? Pete Alonso leads the league with 22 currently. And how many of the Guardians have as a roster? Uh, give me one sec. That's a shame. Alonzo's got 22, we so he's on it, pace for close to 50. We do it, man. <laughs> I just, I don't. The Guardians <laughs> probably have less than 40 home runs as a team. The I'm Guardians guess. have 35, 13 less than any other team in oh Major League Baseball. God, 35 home runs? <laughs> as a team. We're three weeks away from the. They're on pace for under 100 home runs this year, I think. They have 35 and 60, so they'd have 70 and 120. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, you're on, on pace for like 90-something home runs. That's I mean, absurd. that is. I, they, just mind blowing. <laughs> hey, the, 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 you know what? That's the greatest trick. I love it. The, the greatest trick in the world. And I've never. It, well, it's the second greatest trick. This the first greatest trick is get people to vote against their own <laughs> better, best, best wishes. You speaking, just voted. Speaking of which, there's a special election in the state of Ohio in August, where our state legislator is trying to take away your power as a citizen. Uh, so make sure you follow. You learn about this special election. Right now, average citizens can vote to change laws with a fifth with a with a, a majority of fifty one percent. They're trying to change it to sixty percent. They're trying to take away your power in the state legislature. Make sure you don't let them do that. The second biggest trick of all time is uh is is ownership tricking fans into worrying about saving payroll. them money. Yeah, right. Like it's, the, it's pay, amazing. the the payroll conversation in every sport is it's it blows my mind. It, it's amazing, and I. I look at it a different way. I used to get mad at the Guardians for not signing all their players long-term. And as years have gone by, I realized that most of the long-term extensions, especially players over 30, is a bad investment. It's a bad investment. Now, Ramirez is under 30. So is Jimenez. You're getting the primes of their careers. But the Guardians need to spend on younger players, and they need to aggressively spend on short-term contracts more than they have you cannot have these holes in the lineup. <laughs> it's a major issue, and and they deserve heavy criticism for it. The team is stinks right now. Go ahead. All right, we got two more things we got to talk about today before we wrap up. It's been a great hour and 40 minutes, by the way. This has flown by from back yeah. here. Uh, two things. First, we touched on Lindor a little bit. 11 home runs. He's batting 211. He's being booed in New York. I'm curious from your guys' standpoint. A player who leaves Cleveland for one reason or other, I know there's not – a one answer fits all for every situation. But we'll use Lindor for the example at hand here. He leaves Cleveland. They weren't going to give him the $300 million contract. He gets mm-hmm. the bag and then some in New York. Do you guys still root for athletes who leave your city, go to another place for whatever reason? Or do you 
get a little bit of enjoyment out of knowing, hey, the Guardians, the Indians let Lindor go, and now he's struggling. I, I, to be honest with you, I'm both, but the only the only athlete of recency that I can remember that I actually root for that left Cleveland was Kyrie Irving. That's about it. So outside of that, I can't really think of. Kyrie Irving's a scumbag. Kyrie Irving is an amazing basketball player. He has a lot of off the court. And all issues. he does is get in his own way. Listen, he got a lot of off the court issues, but the the, the term poetry in motion is if you looked it up, is his picture. And if he would if he would get out of his own way, he would have been great. And now he's this is the, this is a good anyway. topic. Uh, Thank you. It, it was it was both. See, back in the, I don't think you we was here yet. So there was a you go back and listen to it. There was a Cold War in the Browns community. The Cold War. Um, at the time was between the Baker Bros <laughs> and the OBJ apologist, right? I mean, so it was a cold that like was it, was, it was it was it was you had to choose a side. Wait, what yeah. was the OBJ OBJ apologist <laughs> and the Baker Bros? So I was an OBJ apologist, right? Yeah. And I was I'm, an OBJ apologist. Be, I was in the rare category of not being in either group. Listen, we but we, I think we, both we, we told them, we told Bull. I said you got to pick. Hey, no. you gotta, it's the war in Chicago. You if I pick had to choose, I would have been in the OJ apologist group. The OJ, OJ, the OJ apologist. Not the OJ apologist. I don't apologize Whoa. for alleged <laughs> but I was I was Everything not on either today, group because I thought Odell sucked here and Baker sucked here. So so, so there was there was a huge thing. <laughs> so so when you get this oh, war, that was that's classic. That was, that's, was that's gonna win, that was going that was gonna, that's going to win a war next year. I love that's, it. That's that's an Emmy nomination. Okay. Uh, by the way, can we get him on the show? No, we just playing. Um, no. So basically, there was a cold war. So people saw every in chat. So, whose side was you on? You could, hey, let's be honest right now. We could be honest. Hey, you know who they was on? Like, 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 there are some people that like was rocking with Baker, and they, they, there's some people in the industry that was rocking with him in Carolina. Like oh, he yeah. was, they was like, oh no, you know listen, what? This- you know what? That's what I knew that this was bad. I told it you. was. It was people that was Cleveland Browns fans that rooted against the Browns and we went to for, the game. For Carolina. It's I couldn't believe it. I, I know. was like, was, wow. Panther, we know who we're talking about. Yeah. We, oh, know who, we know who you are. You By the way, I but so what I did do, I ain't gonna lie, when Odell Beckham Jr. Started getting the football. I was I was mad. I was beside myself. I said, "Listen, we didn't gave this dude away for free. He over here catching the football, and we still got." He's and then touchdown and, and then and then when Baker at the last part of the season says, "After you done sabotaged and got us I'm looking go crazy, I gotta do what's best for me and my family." I was like, "You know what? You know what? You know what? You 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 son of you know what?" Yeah. I was, but here's the thing. After a while, I even got tired of it. I I had to say after a while, listen, I root for the Cleveland Browns. Odell Beckham Jr., I thought you could have helped us. You didn't. You helped the Rams. You got the ring. Cool. But I'm not rooting for you against uh, – you, you play for the Ravens. You ain't heard yeah. me speak his name. Yeah. Like, get this smoke. I root for the Browns. I only root for the Browns, and that's what it is. But, yeah. I, I'm a mixed bag as well. Like, um, obviously, I'm rooting against Baker. I want him to fail. I want him to lose every game he plays. I want him to put up the worst possible statistics. If people have a problem with that, I really don't care. Uh, now, in terms of like, from a baseball perspective, I would say I'm neutral on Lindor. I don't root for him or against him. Yeah, that's a yeah. I don't really kind. Yeah, I you don't. Know, 
If he, he was on my fantasy team, so I rooted for him, and then I traded him, and I didn't care anymore. Uh, in terms of my, like, favorite Cubs players from when they won the World Series, I love Rizzo, and I want him to do well, but he's on the Yankees, and I hate the Yankees. So, did you, I'm kind of torn on him. Did you root for LeBron? Uh, uh, not in Miami. Uh-uh. Not in uh, Miami. What about the I Lakers? Don't really, I, I don't really... A little bit with the Lakers. I rooted against him in Miami. <laughs> I, with the Lakers, I'm kind of neutral. Well, I think I'm he neutral. was trying to be... Yeah. He was He was a villain. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. embraced this villain. I've rooted, rooted against Kyrie every every year Every since. year. Every I, year. I, and Kyrie was Kyrie. my favorite player when Kyrie. he was here. I liked him more than LeBron. Because he... Be, it just... Like, he came off as so I, I did I didn't under, I didn't understand. <laughs> Kyrie yeah. got him a ring. He like, won, and y'all still agree. I did, but, <laughs> That's what he said. But I don't understand. Could have had more rings if he wouldn't have to round. He, I, he, I, he I don't, have. Tybus, I don't get it, man. Like I, it was like you got to think about it. That's like somebody being like, wait, what is it about Kyrie that you I understand because you. he shit on Cleveland on the way out the door. I, That's a I part of it. Outside of it. I, he, well, everybody did I, outside of it. He, like he'd be a fascinating in, interview just to get like, I don't want to talk about the hoop stuff. I want to talk about other stuff. Oh, stuff. I would love to. Talk I want to talk, but but for me, what got me with, with Kyrie was I just I just felt like bro. I don't know what advice you getting. You can't see the forest for the trees, bro. You don't understand like you talk about you got this disposition that everybody was loving LeBron, but there were so many people that love Kyrie I here. Right. More me? like some people <laughs> more I, than LeBron. I didn't even, but he didn't want to share like, the spotlight. He, he didn't, I, got, like, I, had, I own one calf jersey. Guess yeah. who it is? Kyrie. Kyrie. I, his, <laughs> his shoes was fire. But he's not he, the lead dog. And, and, and but it was like we didn't but, but a lot of, lot of people he didn't. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, but a lot of people here they, didn't care. Yeah, right. We loved them. I, to be honest with you, I, if, if they would have went is split, I would have went Team Kyrie because I just like the. And so you hit the. He like, was for he me, nice, man. For me, Kyrie cold on the court. For me, man. he oh hit the biggest. He hit the biggest shot in the history of the Cavs, and he almost diminished it himself. Right like, by saying he wanted to be out. After like that. why would you do? Like we we rock with you. You that's right. You scored forty points with LeBron. You got the most shots. You, and every other fan base hates him. He's made every team worse since then. Every team has gotten worse with him. And we showed him the most love here. Yes. What I would say out of any I, base. I don't as far as basketball player, I still think to be for him not to be for him not being top seventy five, that's blasphemy. You think Kyrie Irving is not a top seventy five player? When did the latest player? list come out? Last uh, year. Last, it was last year yeah. before the season. Yeah. Was there somebody on there that he's better than? I mean, he's I don't, don't remember the list. Off the top I can't of my think head. of the list off the top of he my head. He ain't won many games without LeBron. That doesn't there matter. There was a couple stuff. Listen. Look, Kyrie Irving is literally, it's nothing he can't do in the game. But then why hasn't he won more? Because he's a selfish player and he well, ruins every it, team he's on. I don't think he is a. He's a selfish player. I don't think, does he, ma he doesn't make everybody better. No, he doesn't. Like he Kyrie Irving should be average. Kyrie Irving is a, is a, is a, the, probably the best one-on-one -on -one player. But, 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 but he was the leader. No, I won't say that. That's loud. But probably he was, the, he was the leader of the Nets. Like KD deferred to him. He kept they told, were disaster. He told KD to come with me. Then he got they got hardened. And then it was like they was looking at him like, but you're not gonna get no vac what are you talking about? You ain't getting vaccinated? Well, he was just standing up for what he believed in. 
But as a with teammate, no right? To back it up. Watch this. As he, a teammate, he stood up for what he believed. You can't be mad at somebody for standing up what he believed. What do you mean? What do you believe in? They told him at the beginning of the season he so, didn't have to so get I the just shot. Decide to believe that uh, I can live on Jupiter. I should no. stand up for that. No, but what's it, the difference? He said they told him that they didn't. He wasn't going to have. It wasn't going to be a requirement for him to get the shot to play in the NBA. And he said, "All right, cool. I'm not getting it." And then they come back and say, now you need to get the did, shot to did, play. Did he, like, that's, did, did, no, that's going did, against did, what you told did, him. Did he eventually get it? I don't think so. No, he never he never got it. He Here's did. the thing. I'm not I'm not saying I'm, and the vaccine thing is, is beside the point. I think the, the point is there's a lot of times I remember him having surgery in, in Boston, right? With Tatum. Uh, it was Tatum um, Brown. They I think they had who else is scary Terry Rozier and the Cavs was playing him in 2018 Kyrie Irving. It was game seven. He had surgery on game seven, right? And LeBron didn't have nobody. They had some bums. They had, I mean, they had, uh, I mean, Rodney Hood and Clarkson and Nance and it was a bunch of bums. It was. And, <laughs> it was I always say it was bums. It, bums, maybe 2008 when they lost but, but, Yes, but no disrespect. I, I met Jordan Clarkson a few times and not bums. But here, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know. But you, you say that. Yeah, you say yeah, bum and trash. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. You're yeah. going to get a direct message. Direct message. message. Like, so, uh, y'all, y'all, is, y'all they, get your money y'all, y'all were good role players. Yeah. Y'all wouldn't stop. You're like, so basically, <laughs> I'm watching on the bench. And I said, oh, LeBron lulling these dudes to sleep. I could see the pattern what they was doing. He was controlling all the different things. He was controlling the clock, all the movement, everything. I said, they're going to get beat in the fourth quarter. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, nobody knows LeBron like Kyrie do. He could have been telling them, I'm going to have surgery yeah. next week. Right. I need to be on but his Kyrie's bench. all telling Jason but Tatum, he, watch for this. Kyrie watch the is all Back about to, Kyrie. Yeah, he I just, only cares about Kyrie. He doesn't care about the Celtics better without him. The Nets play better without him. He Man. goes to Dallas. They don't even make the playoffs. You can't necessarily say the Nets. The Nets played a lot. Played well down the stretch with nobody. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But they got, they got rid of everybody. So I mean, I, I like I like Kyrie. I listen. I like his game. I do believe that, like Jason Lloyd say, I think that's the best chance to go back and play. But for me, there's a lot of times people don't be understanding. A lot of what you do in life is perception, right? If he would have just if he would have just cut like some of the little stuff out, there's no doubt he is top 75 player. Just like I think Dwight Howard is a top 75 player. Who's on the back end of that top 75, Mike? They don't rank him one through 75, which is the issue. They all just right. give so you the names. Are there guys that you think are clearly worse than Kyrie? I, I mean, like I don't know the guy. I didn't watch Paul Arizin play in the 60s. Like, I, I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't know. Is, so. is Dame Lillard better than Kyrie? Yeah, Dame's better than Kyrie. <sighs> it's debatable. Very debatable. Part of being great. Part of being great. That's kind of debatable. Part of being great is playing. And how many games (laughs) has this guy missed over the years? James just quit on this team. No, he didn't. He did just sit out the last month of the season, didn't he? They sat him down the last six games of the year so they could tank for one B. It's not like he quit. Oh, And by the way, he keeps signing contracts with nobody around him. I'll give you that. But Kyrie does have a championship. Dame Lillard probably won't sniff one. I got to put him ahead. Yeah, but Kyrie wouldn't have a championship without LeBron. No, no, we can't do that, though. If Dame want a ring. He has a ring. At the end of the day, Kyrie has a ring. Come to Milwaukee. Come to Milwaukee with Giannis. I would take Lillard. I'm on your side here. But Kyrie can't say Kyrie only has a ring for LeBron when he's the shot in game seven. He hit the biggest shot in the I game. I understand that, but the point is, it's not like it's a fair comparison. The game, be, the game, be, the game, be, because Dame Lillard never played with LeBron, never played with a better, 
He, Damian Lillard well, never played with a player better can, than him. He LeBron, should fix that by going to Milwaukee. Hey, he chose some loyalty. Nah, nah, Kyrie. He said he even wants to play with Kyrie Giannis. is the biggest disappointment in the history of the NBA. Wow. Uh, that's that's, 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 I think that, that's Anthony Bennett. He's got a losing I think, I think, record. I think that's Anthony no, Bennett. No, Anthony Bennett's a scrub. Kyrie's a great <laughs> talent. He is a top 75 talent, and he never wins one without LeBron because he was all about his ego, and he couldn't stand being the number two guy. Tyvis, you asked the top 75, Kyrie. Russell Westbrook's on there. Westbrook or Kyrie? In the, gr- in the grand scheme of careers. I don't know. Mm. Well, Westbrook did stuff that no point guard would ever probably do again. With I that, think Westbrook he, with, is the, with the triple double. I mean, he averaged a triple either. double for two years in a row. That, people sleep on what Westbrook used to do. Like, no, Westbrook. Hey, listen, man. Chris I mean, Paul? Chris Paul back in the day was one I of the best Chris point Paul guards to ever do it. 2015, 2016, right? This, I'm just naming, for the record, I'm just naming guys now yeah. who are in that conversation. So, for 2015, 2016, this is his stats. Who? Kyrie's. I mean, he had 26, <laughs> 30. This, this segment with the just Kyrie. 34. Like, like, like you, you got, no, hold on. Like, you got to think about it. Like, I'm, I'll give him credit where credit is due. The dude put work in. He Listen, he had 34, 41, 23, 26, 20. Like, he got 40s in there. Like, and he hit the big, biggest shot in game seven on the road with Steph Curry in his mouth. Pause. Let's get Hello. it. Whoa. Fuck. Whoa. Listen, Kyrie cool. was a huge part of the championship, hey, obviously. <laughs> Great player, but it's a disappointment that he didn't stay, and he's not been – and his teams <laughs> have not I, benefited from him I'm since I'm rooting then. against That's Kyrie. Last two, Tyvis. Last two, and then we'll do some final takes. We'll yeah. save the recruiting segment for the next time Tyvis is on because I, I think we'll have fun with that. Ray Allen or Kyrie Irving, better career. Oh, come on now. Ray Allen. Career Allen. He's like the uh, second. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just asking the question. I'm right. just looking at names on here that you could argue. Yeah. Or you could, in theory, have the debate. Uh, Carmelo. Kyrie Irving. I would take Kyrie over Carmelo. Because <laughs> Carmelo is on the top 75. Kyrie. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Carmelo is a top 10 scorer, ain't he? Kyrie. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Like points-wise? Yeah, yeah, I think he's ninth all-time. I'll double-check that. Come on now. That's got amazing. It. I didn't realize that. Yeah, top 10 score. He gets buckets. I never saw... Caught- Carmelo in college was amazing. He's one so, of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And he got like three gold medals or something. I just hate that he never passed the ball. He was such a I selfish that, player. I hate that he didn't get a ring, man. Carmelo, is, Carmelo is is a prisoner of the way that people judge basketball players. Like if you're not, they discard them. If you're not the top of the tip, if you're not Kobe or LeBron or Jordan. They really don't care about what you're talking about. They just like they don't they, they don't show you love like that, bro. KD gonna figure it out, like because when KD figured finished, Harden's done. They're gonna look at him like, oh, okay, y'all just them dudes that shot a lot. 
That's a shame. It's a shame, right? Well, Durant, I think Durant is a better player than Carmelo. Yes, he is, but he's not. <laughs> but he's not gonna get no love. Like they're gonna say, they're gonna yeah, use at least gonna he got, At least he got Durant. But a lot of that was just the way he like jumped on that Warriors bandwagon. Yeah, it, he's it's, been such a baby off the Carmelo's court. Carmelo's ninth all time. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Amazing. I gotta put. I gotta put a Carmelo Wait, ahead. Where of Kyrie. is Kyrie on the all-time scoring? <laughs> no, stop. Stand by. I got you. Stop. Ah, that's funny. You like 57? Might Even be 62. I'm curious. All-time list. I'm scrolling through. Not in, you mean regular season, right? Well, not, yeah. Not, not playoffs. Yeah. Career, right? Uh, Is he even in the top hundred? Career. Yeah, I, I, I need two hands here. Hold I on. guess. I'm, yeah, I guess I'm crazy. You can't <laughs> put Carmelo. You got to put Carmelo ahead of Kyrie. I don't know what drugs I was smoking. Fifty-seven. When I said that. I'm telling. You. I don't even know if he's in the top 100. He's got 15,000 points. Yeah, I mean, he's top. He's between 70, uh, between 50 and 75. Oh, okay. Are you right, he would guys. Be, right. No, I lied. Oh, you lied. Bob Cousy's number 100 was 16,960 career points. Kyrie <coughs> Irving has 1,510. So, I so mean, Kyrie. Can you be one of the 75 best oh, players I, of all okay, time? Okay, you ready for a tri trivia question? Yeah. Well, this is going to give it away because I already asked, and I was wrong. Kyrie Irving's 125th all time. Does he have more career points than Kyle Lowry? Yes or no? No. Whoa, Kyrie? Kyle Lowry is 124th all-time in scoring. Kyrie Irving is 125th. So how could, he be a, how could he be a top 75 player of all time when he's 125th in scoring, and that's his best thing? There's more to the game than just scoring. Yeah, but that's the best thing he does is score. Yeah, you know why he's that he's not low. a good passer. You know why he's that he's low. He's not a good defender. Do you know why he's he, not a good rebounder? Do you know why he that low in scoring? Because he's missed a ton of games. Bam. <laughs> but that factors in, Tyvis. It does factor in. It does in factor in. And, and the bottom line is the the best thing about Kyrie's game is his scoring, is it not? Yeah. Is yeah. he exceptional at any other part of the game? Not really. Exception, but he is an elite scorer. He's an elite one. -on -one okay, scorer. if yeah. your best attribute as a player is scoring and you're 125th in scoring, wonder, you can't be a top 75 player. Kyrie, all time. Uh, he, I mean, I wonder what his career high in sucks at defense, not a re, not good in, uh, at rebounding I, or anything, I don't not know a good passer. He, I don't know if he sucks at defense, he's terrible. Mike, <laughs> is he a terrible defender? Is that fair? When he tries, he's actually not bad. He just very rarely tries. Very rarely. I mean, that's half. also his career. Isn't that even more of an indictment? Mikey, is that not like 70% of the NBA? Yes, yeah, most of the NBA. It's end the conversation. NBA. Kyrie's not top 75. <laughs> you, can't be too se you can't be top 75 if you're not top 75 in scoring and you're not particularly good at anything else. That's a very, that's a very. Uh, I mean, he's got a good, great handle. That's a, but he can't pass, he can't rebound, can't defend. What's that's, that? That's a, that's a good, good rebuttal, man. I, I like it. All right, we're out of time. What do we got on overtime, Mike? Madden just announced its cover athlete for 2024. It is Josh Allen. And my question is, should it have been Jim Brown? We'll see. Coming up next in overtime.
If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.